I remember many moons ago when the term WAG actually became a thing. It was during a TV show, which I forget the name of, based around professional footballers and their wives and girlfriends. WAGs. Now, even though that show is finished, the term WAG continues to reign supreme and is often used in various other organisations, groups and establishments when talking about wives and girlfriends. And in the Royal Marines, we are no different. We have our own WAGs, the Royal Marines WAGs to be specific, the Royal Marines wives and girlfriends. Now, I didn't start as the Royal Marines Wives and Girlfriends. It started as a group called the Bootneckettes and it evolved into the Royal Marines Wives and Girlfriends. I do not want to say too much about this because on today's episode, I am speaking to two of the founder members of the Royal Marines Wags group, Jenny Roby and Gabby Applegate, and they're going to tell you all about who they are, why they started, how they evolved, why they evolved, what they do now, and... After a brief hiatus and coming off the radar slightly, but still operating in the background, what they're going to do in the future as they prepare to relaunch the Bootnickettes and the Royal Marines Wives and Girlfriends group back out into the mainstream. Ladies, good morning. Morning. Welcome to the Charlie Charlie One podcast. Thank you for giving up your time this morning to come on and talk with me. I've got to confess to start with, I put out a personal tweet about this about an hour ago and I said that I feel like I'm about to film a scene for Sex in the City or Loose Women. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've been let into the inner circle where no man has ever been before into the behind the enemy lines of the Royal Marines wives and girlfriends for an exclusive interview. So uh, I'm a little bit nervous if I'm honest. Um, Should be. No, I bet I should. I bet I should. But thank you guys for for coming on this morning and allowing me, I guess, effectively to do a nice, light-hearted conversation. I'm always talking with fundraisers and, you know, that gets quite intense about why they're doing things and everything or, you know, doing some in-depth and and quite deep diving interviews with people. So I just want to have a a light-hearted conversation with you lovely ladies this morning and tell everybody about the Royal Marines Wives and Girlfriends and some of the projects that you guys do. Right. So, to start with though, let's start with some introductions. Uh, starting on my left with Gabby. Hi, I'm Gabby. Um, so I actually work for the Royal Marines Charity. I work with Mark. You do? <laughs> um, and I've been married now for about nine years, I think it is now to a Royal Marine and I'm part of the network. Um, Not one of the original founders, but joined a few years ago, started fundraising and then have started like helping run it now. Awesome. Jenny. Yeah, so I'm Jenny. Um, I actually work for the Royal British Legion. So um, (laughs) also another military charity. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been with my partner, um, I think we're coming up 12 years, but we only got engaged in January. Um, so yeah, you can't pin a bootneck down, can you? There we go. Um, he's yeah, and he's been he's been serving, I think, about fifteen years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started off the bootneckettes 
long, long time ago and um, was one of the founding members of the Royal Marine Wags Network. Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Um, and we're going to start, if that's okay with you guys, with the boot neckettes, because I think chronologically that, that's the way it started, wasn't it? The boot neckettes came first? Yeah, yeah. So we um, signed up to the Commando Challenge, um, which the Royal Marines charity does um, down in Devon in 2010. Um, and there was uh, myself, uh, another military um, wife called Natalie, and a chap that turned up for, a, <laughs> he was a substitute for a woman who got pregnant. There was a, always a running joke. You sign up to the bootnecks, you end up getting pregnant. It's quite, yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah. He, he filled in very, very last minute and then ended up becoming a Royal Marine. So um, oh, wow. he's, he's still serving now. Um, and we just kind of caught the bug, really. It was, uh, so we started with the 4K and then each year I would organize more and more teams. So I would take part in it, but then I would also organize, I think the most we had was about 20 one year. Um, and we did it in 2011, 12, 13, 14 and 15. Um, and we did the 4K, the 10K, the 17K. I did not enjoy the 17K, but I got around it. Um, and yeah, the focus was kind of bringing together wives and girlfriends of Royal Marines from all over the country. Um, I'm up in Shropshire, so I've never been on um, near a base. Uh, we're pretty landlocked county here in Shropshire, so I think the nearest he can be based near us is about three and a half hours away. Um, so it was a way to kind of reach out to um, a community who were going through very similar things. Um, my partner had recently gone to Afghan for the first time, um, was going back for a second time. And it was just something that my civilian friends and family just couldn't really wrap their head around. You know, we have been in a, what we class as a weekend relationship for 11 years. So I'm on my own Monday to Friday. And it is a, it's a weird setup. You know, we fully admit that it suits us, but it is bizarre. And it was only talking to other people that went through the same thing that, you know, you kind of felt part of the community again. So yeah, our focus each year was was pulling together the wives and girlfriends, getting awesome t-shirts and um, thinking up slogans, uh, a little bit rude, so we probably won't say them on here. Um, and we just, we just loved it. We could have that kind of piece of, of what our men had gone through um, in a fun way, and I'm not even remotely suggesting it's it's the same. But you know, doing the actual thing on Woodbury Common, and you know, doing this sheep dip every year, and seeing how proud these girls who were terrified of water and confined spaces going through it um, was absolutely incredible, and it was such a sense of achievement. And um, yeah, that's kind of how all the fundraising started, really. And then we we would often go down and help marshal it as well if we didn't fancy getting thrashed around the course that year. So we really became a part of it. Uh huh. And did it start, I guess, from necessity? Was there nothing else out there? Because mm. as a former bootnet myself, one of the things that and it's changed a lot over the years. One of the things that I noticed, though, in the beginning was it was just focused on us, like the lads wearing the uniform. And like you said, you know, being a, a weekend wife and in a weekend relationship was kind of, I guess, the accepted norm, you know, back in the day. Mm -hmm. But I'm guessing with the bootnecks, you kind of saw the need for that change. And, you know, and it is a strong community. We, we and Gabby were always preaching about the wider core family and 
the mm -hmm. wives, the, the kids and, and all that lot. So, I mean, talking 2010 now, you said, so 10 years ago, yeah. you know, there was that need, I'm, I'm guessing. So you kind of took the action, you brought everyone together and grew it from there. Yeah, I think not being anywhere near um, a Royal Marine or Royal Navy base, um, you're just so out of the loop. Um, so I would go down, I, well, it, I'd very often miss Family's Day, if I'm honest, because um, I work full time. So it was a struggle to kind of get down for those things. Um, we would maybe have one briefing while they were in Afghan, where we'd all go to Birmingham and sit in a room and talk about stuff. Um, but then they were, they were, it was still strangers. Um, and then you would maybe have something when they came back and that, and that was kind of it. Like the rest of the time, um, you just kind of feel like you're completely and utterly on your own and you, you have different worries and stresses than, um, like what, what your civilian friends do, you know, they could never quite understand that I couldn't ever make firm plans i still can't to this day so you know i'll say oh no he's definitely not home friday so we can't do that and then he turns up wednesday you know it, it's still that kind of lifestyle so finding people who understand how that feels was like an absolute revelation to me and natalie who i did my the first commando challenge with she's still a very very good friend of mine i went to her wedding she's coming to mine you know it's it was bonds that were formed um that were just really, really strong because it is a very, very strange lifestyle. And, I, you know, I'm sure you guys working with a charity can understand that yeah. the families and need support too. Yeah, definitely. And I think you you often, as a girlfriend and wife, rely on your husband or partner to feed information back to you or <laughs> let you know what's going yeah. on. And that doesn't happen, as we well know. Like, even <laughs> Steve will come home and say, oh, you know, this is happening on camp. And I'm like, well, yeah, I knew about it weeks ago. So, oh. Well, sorry about that. I didn't tell you. But <laughs> I think for a lot of, especially maybe girlfriends who are far away from bases or waiting in houses, they don't know and they don't understand what's going on or when they're going to see them. But we often find now on the network, people will comment and the wives will have more information than the fellas will because we've known the system inside out, back to front and upside down now. So yeah. it's a it's really... Always, yeah. There's always someone not... who's gone through it longer than you yeah. have that, that has the advice and it's completely invaluable. Definitely. Is it a little bit, well, I mean, I know where you live now, Gabby, which is, you know, you're in Devon, you're close to CTC. Yeah. Um, but when you and Steve first got together, did you, where did you live then? Because Jenny's obviously a long way away. Yeah, we met um, in Portsmouth, actually. Um, we were both at uni. And then as he deployed to Afghan, I moved to Brighton, which is where I went to school. And um, I had literally just had our first little boy. So I was on my own, 23, with a three-month-old baby at home and just no one around me. Like it was it was such a lifestyle change from being 20s and going out and having a great time to becoming a mum and then losing Steve for six months. It was absolutely insane and it's so isolating. Like there's just no way you can explain it to somebody. Do, do, do you think though now... I'm just trying to make a comparison between, I mean, we live in a, in a digital world now, so it's a lot easier to get information out of it, but you live by camp now. Is there a, is there a different, um, is it easier? Do you think living by camp for the, I'm talking about from information. Um, yeah, definitely. Access I mean, absolutely. So when you're here, there's things that are on camp, the, um, 
pastoral workers that the charity fund come and um, reach out to people that move into patches and I'm, I'm really happy to see that they've changed the rules that you don't actually have to be married now to live in a patch house which is a huge oh, wow, step forward yeah so now you you know a lot of people actually did get married to move on to patches which isn't always the right decision but now they're not that rule has changed and it's allowed um couples to move here and not not feel that kind of pressure anymore um living in proximity to camp is hugely beneficial it just is um you're here on the grapevine there's a lot in the locality even to the towns or if you go in the shops there's there's posters around or events going on and you just end up picking information up um and you can drop into things like coffee morning um with other wives and you just start to make friends and connections but when you live remotely it's, it's a much harder thing to do and even if you try to search for things on Facebook or online because of security measures that we have in place you might not always find us but we have that obligation to protect those people we have in a group um, as well so it, it's it's kind of like a rock and a hard place in terms of that you want to be visible but also not visible like camo and high vis <laughs> <laughs> um let's go back to the fundraising yeah um so we started in 2010 commando challenge now i know from well, it seems like a long time ago now um when you guys did the calendar yeah got, i want to talk about all the other the different fundraising things that you guys have done because i know you've raised and i'm not going to steal your thunder i know you guys between you have raised a lot of money mm. for the charity so what other kind of events have you done over the years? Yeah, well, off the back of the Boutonnaquettes, we heard about um, this calendar that was started, that was started by um, uh, a wife who actually works for the charity, uh, Becky. And um, we did a wax calendar. It was very popular back in those days, really. Um, and um, we would get, there would be like 12 girls that would be picked and you'd go and have your makeover and have the photographs taken. And I mean, we made it into all the major newspapers. We went on to um, the Alan Titchmarsh show and just really random stuff. And it was great fun. But yeah, that's what it came out of was that, you know, girls need a safe space to kind of to talk and be together. But fundraising was always the driving force behind it all. So um, I've had to write down what we actually we have done. So we did the Gibraltar Rock Run in 2014 um, with the lovely Henry Cavill. That, that was an amazing event. Um, was that one where I was really hung over, sat at the bottom? You were incredibly hung over. I remember having <laughs> 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 Yeah. Yeah. So it, was, it, was, it was amazing. I'd never do it again, I have to say. I don't know how bootnecks do that hungover, to be honest. It was slightly traumatising. But we raised, um, there was four of us who did that, and we raised 20, 20 grand to, to take part in that. Um, we had girls do Survive the Yomp in 2014 and 15. So that was like a 30 miler up in Scotland, which was fantastic. Um, we've had two lots of teams do the 1664 Yomp, which Gabby, you actually did, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the most extreme event Bootnecats have ever done, hands down. It was um, it was emotional. It really was. Yeah, so that was, it was 166.4 kilometres, was it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And we had um, Chris Tower along for the ride filming us as well. So that was made into a little um, documentary and was on Forces TV. It still yeah. plays occasionally and I yes, like to wow you watch that. <laughs> We need to find that. I need to find that so that in our official roles, Gabby, we can put that out on our social media because I've not seen that. Have you yeah. not? Oh, it's worth, no. it's worth a watch. It's really good. 
Yeah, so yeah, we won't spoil that too much then in case people want to go and watch that. Um, absolutely incredible. Um, we had um, some girls do Escape the Dunker in 2015, which mm -hmm. is where, you know, all Royal Marines do it in training, where you simulate be crashing into the sea in a helicopter and have to escape. Again, that would be my worst nightmare. I'm a terrible swimmer. <laughs> um, so that was something that was so impressive that those girls those girls did. Um, we've had two, two skydives. And yeah, over the years, we've raised over... £60,400 um, wow. doing those those kind of big challenges, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, we're re really proud of, of what we achieved. And we've always been really looked after by the Royal Marines Charity. So the Royal Marines Charity has always been our key charity. It, we decided it from kind of day one. That was the charity we wanted, we wanted to support. We'd seen the, the, the things that the charity was doing for the Royal Marine families and, and communities and was just like, yeah, that... That's the one we took into our hearts from day one. So from the calendar to all the all the bootnickets activity has always been for the Royal Marines charity. No, I haven't seen for a little while actually online because I used to see you guys everywhere. I remember you had the you had a logo. It was like a commando dagger, but it the it, the top half was lipstick. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I remember seeing it everywhere. But um, yeah. so have you guys kind of took your foot off the gas with the fundraising, or are you just more low key with it? Yeah, I think there was two things. There was one, I got a job in fundraising for the Legion. So I went from being a landscape architect for about 13 years and doing it all in my spare time to it became my main job. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm totally guilty, guilty of that. And also, I think we hadn't had like as weird as it is when like um, the men go away on tour it's quite a massive bonding experience yeah. for those that are going through that and we always found it was the ones that it gave them a focus a fitness focus a fundraising focus a drive something to do uh, to take their mind off what they were going through and I guess because we haven't had that in a little while it has it has dropped off and the network that kind of came out of it has become more of like a day-to-day -day support support system but um, me and Gabby have been in talks over the past few months of um, that's definitely something we want to, we think the time's right. And yes, definitely. It again. especially in response to COVID, I mean, the charity are looking at now a two and a half million pound deficit. So, um, and that 500,000 of that is forecast to have been a loss from community fundraising, which is what the Beatnik Hats would have been part of. So I think you know now is a really good time to incentivize people get our new members so people that haven't maybe done something before get them out get them doing something let let's kick off again although you know the threat isn't the same as it was before we're facing a very different environment now and lots of role marines families still need the charity's help and that deficit is definitely going to have no effect on how many people we can help so i think it's a really motivating factor for wives and girlfriends to get out there do something so we'll be on the hunt now for some really good events military themed events what can we get involved in what can we do we want to do those like once in a lifetime big hitting impressive things because i think loads of people now are quite happily out there doing the 5k doing their 10k and it's you know it's a bit run of the mill we want to offer the next level something exciting i mean uh, mrs o is also part of our group as well and watching her step in for you when you didn't do the ab sale with something else oh my wife yeah oh yeah no yeah i uh, i chickened out of that one didn't i <laughs> it, 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 was, you know, it was really nice you know to to see all that stuff going on on facebook you know because you guys are a, a big part of the core family the wider core family 
and it was it was you know for years I remember watching it and, and seeing all the events and you know all the the group photos at the end hugging covered in mud and people some some people crying I, I imagine on the yomp Gary there was Gary was just breaking down because it was emotional you know it gets like that but it'd be it'd be great to see like a resurgence of you guys especially now you know when like you you just spat out all the figures there you know the chips are down and coming together now to raise morale and and a bit of unity is is needed now more than ever Absolutely. and as a bloke as well you know former royal marine i'm not going to get too soppy with this but it, it's really nice when you're focused on what you've got to do you know back when everyone was deploying every five minutes and you had a job to do it was nice to look online and see the wives having that bond and that focused and to take their mind off things like you said and it kind of I'm sure for other lads, it eased our fears, you know, where we could just focus on doing our job, knowing that our wives, girlfriends, partners were taken care of back at home and they had that real nice support network outside so of the wire. It is so important. Yeah. And I think you do get that from patches as well, because you've got your neighbour next door and she's in the same position. But like we said, if you're around the country, then it can't happen. But um, yeah. And we've got over 700 um, girls in the group as well in the network at the moment. So, you know, not all of them are on a base somewhere. And some of them, um, their partners have retired now. Um, so, and we've got some who, you know, have gone through bereavement and you're not in that military circle in the, in the same way. Um, some have emigrated, you know, they're all over the world, but, you know, we still have that thing in common that we went through this thing that, is bizarre and strange and wonderful and incredible um but yeah it's it often takes someone who's been through it to to talk to you in the right way mm. um and not i think some people can find military partners a bit they're not too sure how to talk to you and like you know uh, especially when it comes to talking about like ptsd and, and and injuries and stuff like that whereas you know if you find a bootneck wife or girlfriend they'll probably give it to you straight and um and have that weird sense of humor as well definitely it rubs off the the lingo rubs off everything you know so it's um it's nice to have it in in that one place but i think it's still as 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 needed now as it was in the early early stages of it so yeah we've just celebrated our eighth anniversary as a network um in february so yeah which is fantastic that's cool. So what do you think, again, going back to fundraising, what do you think is going to be the big kickoff event that you guys want to do? Well, I so said we, we were talking about this the other night and because um, me and Gabby do still work, um, what we're really keen to develop is um, a bit of a committee, a fundraising committee. Committee is an awful word, isn't it? So <laughs> I think we need another word for that. Um, yeah. Task force or something. I don't, I don't know. Um, of with rep representatives in each part of the regions um, and what we can offer them um, is you know access into training and um, expanding their CV you know a lot of wives you know do struggle with their careers because if you're moving every two years it's really hard to, to put those roots down um, I would not be in the job I am now had I not done this fundraising hands down you know I was looking for a change in career and I saw the job come up on Twitter and it was purely the stuff that I had done in my spare time through the network that got me this job De definitely there's no question about it um so we want that to be kind of you know it's not just us 
piling off a load of admin onto <laughs> to people and getting them to do it for us. We want to help like develop them as a team and um, give them different roles to do and then they can do that that kind of stuff we were doing in the early days before it, it, it did drop off. Mm -hmm. um, and then hopefully they can go out on bases and in their communities and kind of bring bring these wives and girlfriends together and get them fundraising in in kind of like a structured and orders way and help we can be looking at you know a ma major events. I know Gabby's already got some in mind for, for 2021. Um, and then we can show them, you know, because there is a skill to fundraising and there are rules and regulations and stuff like that. So we can get the task force slash committee slash whatever we call it um, <laughs> come together and really give a really great journey to the girls that kind of want to st either start fundraising for the first time or restart when they haven't done it in a really long time. Um, I mean, I've not gone out and done a collection myself in a, in a really, really long time now. Um, but um, and things things are slightly different. Um, but I think it's giving that um, they'll get something out of it for doing it. And hopefully we'll go on and have amazing careers or or um, yeah, different things. I know, in their life. I know I did. I loved fundraising and getting out there for me. I'm a journalist by trade and I started for, I moved on to a patch, had kids. I hadn't worked in seven years, so it was difficult. I couldn't get, I couldn't afford the childcare to, you know, balance off working. It just, it was basically working to pay the nursery. So I didn't bother. So then I started doing a bit of fundraising for the charity, got out and about. We did, I think the Yomp was my first one. Um, done the Three Peaks Challenge, did a few little events like collections and things around town. And it really did re-inspire me to get out and do something for myself again. And now I've ended up working for this charity. So for me, it really did start my career again and start my life. So it it's it's invaluable. So I'm really looking forward to getting our committee or not together. And then hopefully we'll get a more wider network. So it will have a wider reach and have some roots around the country rather than people feeling they're cut off from bases and things like that. And that's the great thing as aren't it? You know, that, that proximity, you know, proximity is power. You know, there's the, the negative side of of not being a part of a group like this is is that isolation and that that feeling alone. But you know, the great thing is when you come together, you can, you know, you can overcome that. But also the great opportunities that come off of having a great network of people, like you say, you you both bagged incredible jobs off the back of yeah. something you started to help other people. Yeah, now exactly. you both sat there, you know, and, and I'm sure there's other girls in the in the network with similar stories. And going forward, there are going to be more. Um, it's just about it's, it's a thing I'm a big fan yeah. of just getting around good people. That it's amazing. And you'd be surprised at the amount of girls that are in there who have got jobs or skills that you just you, the mind boggles at some of the things they can do. And a lot of them are sat at home doing nothing. Mm -hmm. But you know, if someone's like, oh, I need a job and they step up straight away. Someone's like, I've got this, this and this, or I can put you in contact with my friend or there's there's hardly anything that doesn't get solved when you ask a question on that network. It's it's mm -hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. And it's not even just jobs, though, is it? I mean, fundraising is, is a voluntary position, but it will give that person who maybe has nothing else to do purpose. And if nothing else, you you use that, learn how to use a spreadsheet like an absolute demon. It's <laughs> <laughs> my entire life. Just get it on a spreadsheet, and I know where I am in life. So yeah, we can help with all of that. 
We're also, I've said, uh, we're quite keen to have a bit of a rebrand as well. You know, we've had the same. So we have two logos at the moment. We've got the Bootnecats one, like you said, um, which um, I designed. Oh, yeah, I think in our first year, actually. And I was ironing them on T-shirts and stuff <laughs> in the day. Um, and that's when we have the Rude slogan on the back as well. And then um, we've got the uh, the network one, which is the lady on the anchor that we had professionally designed for us. But we said we kind of, I think we, we need to bring them together a little bit. And we need to, um, we want to kind of like align ourselves a bit more with the charity and move with the times, you know, branding and stuff has moved on since then. So that's something we're, we're going to look into as well and having a proper relaunch, I think, ready for when we're all officially allowed out again. And this yeah. things like this will happen in person rather than living rooms and bedrooms and stuff. So. I know. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there's, a, there's a lot, there's a lot in the pipeline and, and we are very excited about it. Um, and if anybody randomly ends up listening to us waffle on on this and they want to join the network or the only criteria is that you are the partner of someone who is serving or has served um and um basically just head to our facebook page and send us a message via that and uh, we can get you added in well that was one of the questions i was going to ask you towards the end was there we go. There we go. is able to be a member but listen you you said it twice now mm -hmm. and if for no other reason just to jog my memory Remind me what the punchline was, the rude slogan, if you can say it on air. I can't remember. I'm trying, I'm racking no, my brain. It was thought of by a Royal Marine at Fasley Naval Base years ago, but it was no knickers, no mercy. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, got it. I still got a hoodie with it on. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get a little bit political. Mm -hmm. Does anybody have a problem with being referred to as an RM wag because it's kind of like to me it's like you know with footballers it's like oh here's the superstar famous footballer and there's his trophy wife um <laughs> do any of you guys get like offended by that or yeah no, it was fuck does it yeah in the early days though we I remember us having a discussion about it and we were like why have why is there such negative connotations with an acronym because it literally means wives and girlfriends and we thought if we just go down well the three of us who set the network up were girlfriends we weren't wives so um that it would have been weird for us to call ourselves wives i think my partner would have done a runner as well if i started doing that <laughs> and um and that was the whole point with that we want to bring in the, the girlfriends as well or whatever you refer to yourself as you know you know like partners whatever um you know we i think there was always the difficulty that, you know, in, in kind of like the military frame of things, if you're not married, you kind of don't, don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I'm perfectly honest, you're not classed as next of kin, you know, you're not really copied into the same circles and same information from a military hierarchy point of view. And I know like lines have to be drawn um, and things are definitely changing now, but kind of back then it was very much you are just you you can't get there. anything when steve deployed to afghanistan like nothing no letters yeah as a girlfriend because we weren't married and i had his son like we were committed to each other but we weren't married and i got nothing like no nobody checked in and that could have been the fact that steve wasn't passing information across to me <laughs> but it also was that, that there should have been some more outreach just because we didn't have a piece of paper that said we were married mm. didn't mean yeah. that i wasn't you know, sat at home worried sick. Yeah, and I think we've been together, oh gosh, um, 
nine years, eight or nine years, um, when my partner was diagnosed with PTSD. And to this day, I have not had any correspondence from the military whatsoever supporting us through that. My support has come from my network of, of, of military wives and girlfriends. So we just decided very early on, we're just going to own it. And, and, you know, if people see it as a negative thing, we'll show them that it's a positive thing because it's just three words. That's that's all it is. Um, so, yeah, I think we probably haven't had comments on it in a good five or six years. I think there was a bit of a in the early days. And um, yeah, I think people have gone through that now. Yeah, we've made them. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that's just made me come up with something else, which may be a little bit political if you like to think about because i was i've seen that movie the um the military wives choir movie that came mm -hmm. out recently and in it you can see i, I don't want to talk about this because <laughs> but you can see the divide between the officer's wife and the other ranks now do you have officers wives other ranks and everyone involved we do but we're not the ranks of our partner and oh. I know there was some controversy when it came out of the comments of one of the actors in it yeah. was saying, oh, well, you know, you because you take on the role of your, you know, the rank of your partner. And just, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know if what it's like with other forces, but, you know, we just do not do that. You know, we, I've not, I've not done the training he's done, same as he doesn't have my degree. You know, he doesn't walk around with, with letters after his name because of something I've done. We're incredibly proud of them, of what they've achieved and what they've gone through. And we've all sat through the dits that have lasted hours. But, you know, like we are our own people and I don't get, you know, I think the days of, oh, the long haired Sergeant Major kind of thing are, are a long, long time ago. And well, I would hope anyway, and it's definitely not, tolerated in the network but to be honest we've never really had that attitude mm. and I think we have got some wives of some very very high-ranking people in the Royal Marines in there but you wouldn't you wouldn't know because you know they're there for them and the support that they need and the journey that they're on um yeah it's 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 a weird one it's it's very strange and I think I think the the choirs would attest to that as well. I mean, we've got quite a few members in the network that were in, you know, the original one that was on TV. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when it went out with Gareth Malone and I sat there like every week, because I think my partner was in Afghan as well at the same time. And I just, I just bawled my eyes out. I'm not really, you know, I'm not a crier. And it was just, just the pride of watching, you know, these girls that we knew take on this challenge and do this, you know, and going to the Albert Hall and stuff, it didn't matter what rank or role their partner has you know it's where it, they are our friends you know still don't know what the rank structure is really so, <laughs> <laughs> i don't care so for me and looking at the girls i it doesn't even enter my radar like at all i just no. and i don't think it does for a lot of people yeah. I, i'd hope so anyway well, I know, I know, Mark, you know that I don't know rank structure from when we were in Gibraltar and I went over for a chat to you and you you scurried off and left me with this dude that I was just chatting to. For ages. <laughs> and then afterwards, he was like, you do know who that was. And I was like, no, no, no. And it was like the second Sea Lord or something. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh my yeah. God. I'm sure I swore or something. <laughs> it's funny because I was doing a, I was supporting uh, Mark Bauer on a bike ride the other weekend down in Land's End and the Commandant General was there. And, and my Becky did exactly the same thing. 
she's uh, chatting away. And I'm like, do you know who that was, Becky? She's like, no. I'm like, that's the Commandant General. She's like, oh, right. Okay, I may have said a few swear words, but it's <laughs> cool. It's me then. <laughs> that's, that's really nice to hear, you know. Um, it's not our world. It's not our... And that's the best way to be, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You know, I, I live on a... I still live on a, a married patch now. We bought our house here back in 2009. But yeah. I live on an officer's patch and I was very nervous when I first came here. Because I, I never even got to the dizzy heights of Lance Corporal. And I thought all of a sudden I'm going to be surrounded by people who are not going to want me here. They're not going to think I deserve to be here. And do you know what? Every neighbour I've had over 10 plus years now has been phenomenal. Just yeah. such nice people. Really, really nice people. You know, that military community, you know, just helping each other out. So it's kind of cool to, to know that you guys do that. And on a much bigger scale, you know, digitally across the... Across, are you across the world or just the country? I think so, because we've had a few girls who've been um, posted overseas with their partners. Um, so that they've been in like the Netherlands and I want to say Brunei. Brunei, yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, I don't know uh, if the Diego one was accompanied or if she stayed or went. But. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and it kind of doesn't really matter geographically where where they are really um because yeah it's just it's just a facebook group it's so simple as well it's such a simple premise um it is literally just a closed secret facebook group and and that's it but it just has become so much the fact that we're still going eight years later i think is is amazing and it just grows from strength to strength really yeah yeah we had a what was to talk about brunei we had one of the girls did secret santa and she sent her gift across from brunei <laughs> Oh, oh, I forgot about right. Secret Santa. Yeah, no, we Santa. yeah, had international Secret Santa. <laughs> I think, Gabby, me and you in our marketing roles, we're going to have to dig out some good news stories from this, this yeah. little secret network that us men are not allowed into and maybe promote them a little bit and, uh, you know, cast the net out to try and get some more ladies in with you guys because, we you know, we, we've been talking for like 45 minutes now about how beneficial it is and, you know, how many good opportunities come from it. So, Maybe we can start pushing a few things out through the official channels and get some more ladies in your network. Yeah, I mean, we started, um, to, now, it's called BBB Thursday, and I'm pretty sure I made it up, and I cannot tell you what it stands for anymore, because it's, it's been so long. It's something about something in business. I, I genuinely can't remember now. Um, so every Thursday we promote, um, you can promote your business or the people you work for or something like that. But since lockdown, we know that those that own their own businesses are really struggling. So we kind of open that up. So if you own your own business or your partner owns a business and he's either serving or former bootneck, then they can share it anytime. And like the stuff that people do is incredible. And, you know, we always try and support, support our own really. Um, and that's been that's been really eye opening, finding out the amazing skill set that is out there. And a lot of these like are businesses they've set up on the kitchen table and and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's some there are some amazing stories in there, definitely. And some amazing people. I've got a quick question before we kind of wrap things up. And GDPR mm -hmm. may mean that you can't tell me, but I don't even know if my wife's in your little secret group. Is she or you're not allowed to tell me? Are we allowed? I don't know if we're allowed to say or not. <laughs> right, I'm going to ask her. I've never asked her. I bet she is. I bet she sits on the fringes somewhere, like looking in and I'm going to ask her. 
Yeah, I mean, we we when we first set up the network, because we were doing the calendar at the same time, we had quite a lot of guidance from like the um, the PR and social media team with the Royal Navy, uh, which was quite scary at the time. Yeah. Um, but they gave us some amazing guidance on on how we should proceed with it. So from like day one, um, it's always been a closed or a secret group. You always have to be vouched for, um, or we ask certain questions to kind of before we add people in. Um, and we've had like basically the same rules since day one. Um, so we always get everyone to read those rules. You know, it's there is no sharing of addresses, especially on married quarters. There's no talking about any dates. If it's a military thing, just, you know, it's, it's been an absolute no from from day one. Um, yeah. And the main one is just, you know, be nice to each other, quite frankly. Yeah, play nicely. <laughs> that's another thing as well we've watched people like get pregnant have kids and watch the kids yeah. grow up over the past eight years so I remember your your two being born Mark as well I remember us doing a Twitter campaign for to G G Mason along as well I remember there's a hashtag that started trending yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's been it's you know you do really feel part of each other's lives basically yeah especially I think with the kids as well you see so many photos of people's kids growing up that often when I meet them I'm like hi how are you and they're like I don't know you yeah. <laughs> crazy lady but yeah you do it's you feel like you're part of someone's life and part of their story and part of their life yeah their kids and their family it's just it's so lovely yeah and I, I don't even think about going down that rabbit hole like you said earlier Gabby you know when you had your first one and you were on your own and you know, just being on your own anyway is difficult, but now with a, a new baby and everything, you know, just having the, the, that team of girls around you to help you, support you, either physically or digitally, you know, must be a real help. Massively. So, before we wrap it up, um, mm. is there anything else you guys want to get across? Any important messages? I'm going to leave all your contact details um, to your Facebook group and everything in the in the show notes and in all the social media we post out but any final thoughts so for fundraising all we want to hear is if anyone's got any military events coming up we want in we want some spaces we want to get these girls out there if anybody is planning something knows of anything going on please do let us know because we have got a an amazing team of girls who've shown that i mean mrs ormrod's gone off the bt tower abseiling mm -hmm. we've got some people that have done like sheep dips even if you're petrified they've done it like they're so brave and so capable and so amazing at fundraising so we we want in on like anything you can think of let us know we want one of a kind special one-off yeah that's right. it, really yeah and if if you are if you are a partner yeah. of someone who is serving or has served in the room it doesn't matter if they left 40 years ago or if they only passed out last week um you know please please get in touch if you want to become part of the network and um and we can get you added in well, there you go ladies get in touch do not hesitate they've got a phenomenal group of phenomenally strong ladies helping and supporting each other so if you sat on the outside looking in and you're thinking about getting in touch as nike say just do it <laughs> gabby jenny thank you again for giving up your time this morning. I appreciate you giving it up. I appreciate you spreading the message. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you. you. Take it easy, all right? Bye. See you, bye. All right, so I hope that gave you a bit more of a heads up 
and a bit more of a detailed overview about what it is that the bootneckettes and the Royal Marines wives and girlfriends actually do. They're a great bunch of girls, it's a great community and when the lads in the servant corps are off doing their thing, either on operations or on exercise, it's a great support network to help those maybe that aren't used to military spouse life, um, to keep things on track and to let them know that it'll be alright and the support is there and readily available. Guys, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. Really, really appreciate all of the reviews you've been giving lately, all of the shares, helping us get the word out there. We couldn't do it without you. Please continue to do that. We all really appreciate everything you're doing to help us spread the word about the great stuff going on within RMA, the Royal Marines charity, and outside of it with our supporters, our fundraisers, and all of our volunteers.